0: Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Up and Down Under podcast, an NBA podcast brought to you by three very average basketballs from Australia. I'm your host, Curtis, and joining me as always is Raptors aficionado
1: James. Good to be
0: back. And our certified Nick Young, aka Swaggy P, Stan Joey. Very, very keen. Let's go, boys. Um, I'm very glad to be be back. I missed last uh, episode due to unfortunate circumstances of just being unavailable. But, you know, we're back. We're ready to go and we're it's gonna back yeah yeah very excited um and now i do feel a bit silly saying in the intro as always joined by us three because it's not as it's not been as always it's been <laughs> it's been a bit of a fluctuation but the crew's back. back the crew's back all right we're gonna kick things off with our volume shooter segment that we debuted last week with joey and james all right joey do you want first question uh oh, so, oh sorry sorry let me let me actually we'll re-explain we'll re-explain the segment. Essentially, it's. We're um, asking each other, you know, 50-50 questions and it's all based on instinct and we want to reply um, as soon and as quickly as possible. And we're calling it volume shooter because we're just, we're heaving yeah. shots up from yep. all over the court. Shot dangerously. Jacket.
2: Yeah, yeah. All right,
0: Joey, off you go. All right,
2: I'll kick us off. Um, so this one's just like, you know, it's not. It's just a bit serious. I don't know. Um, high top basketball shoes, do they actually provide ankle support? Yes or no? James?
1: Uh in my experience, no, like if, put it this way. If you roll your ankle, you stand on someone's foot or like, you know, you're running and it just goes aside. You're rolling your ankle. Like whether the shoe's high or low, it's not going to make a difference. Um, so no, I don't think necessarily they provide anymore, to be honest. Yes. Yeah. Same as
0: me. Like, no, but mentally it feels like it does. So that kind of counts for something from, in my book. Like, I feel like a little bit of protection when I'm wearing my KD 13s or whatever they are. And it's like a They're, little bit higher and you're like, Ooh. are they mids? I think that are though. They? Yes, yeah, they're, yeah. Not, they're not high highs. Like, who, what, what who is, is
1: actual high, high, though? <laughs> like,
0: I'm
2: just getting higher than
0: KD's. Are LeBron's, like, highs
1: now? Yeah, I would say LeBron's... That's essentially the same
0: as the KD's, I reckon, in height.
1: Yeah, I reckon, too. Mm. I reckon the, the lower cut shoes, like, you have more ankle mobility, in my opinion. Like, But that goes both ways. Like I was saying, you feel safer in the higher ones, but you feel more free in the lower ones, It's how I feel.
0: Yeah. Right, moving on. Moving on. James, next question. Let's go.
1: Okay. Will Zion Williamson actually play this season? And at this point, is it worth him playing?
0: No. <laughs> no to no. both. The Pelicans are like, sorry, but like they're hot trash right now. Despite like the efforts of Valanciunas dropping seven threes or whatever it was in that game. Like they're still, they've still been hot trash. So it's not worth it at the moment. And there was a report today saying that he's like out indefinitely once again. So like, yeah. Joey?
2: Yeah, more so on the no train, just like there's no point now. It's too late. He's still just I don't know, I'm not gonna say he's fat, but he probably is fat still.
1: <laughs> Every day there's <laughs> like a new picture and he looks totally different. Like yeah, I remember that one in the red like sweatsuit. Yeah. And like he looked huge. And then someone had met him like a, at like a super, like a supermarket the next day and he was like a third of the weight. Like <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So
0: something yeah, something funky's going on. Um okay. My question right now, would you take Miles Bridges or Mikael Bridges of the two Bridges twins? Not sorry, not actually twins, but you know. All right, Joey.
2: Miles Bridges all day.
0: Is this I potentially <laughs> influenced by the fact that he's on your fantasy team? Yes or no?
2: Um, I like this propaganda. <clears throat> no. <laughs> 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 a little bit. Maybe a little bit. But I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm in love with Miles Bridges. He's an absolute beast. I, I do agree Mikael Bridges is also late now um, as a wing defender, 3 and D guy, even though he doesn't like being called that. But um, that's how I kind of see him still.
1: <laughs> Thanks. Instinct. Which one? Uh, i take Macau. I think he's yes. a bit more polished on defense. Like, obviously less explosive, um, less of a threat to attack the ring. But, like, uh, I don't know. I think if I had to pick someone on my team, I'd take Macau. He's more well-rounded at the moment.
2: Don't sleep on Miles. Miles is well I'm rounded, all right. We're not, we're not. sleeping on Miles. I would. No, like, no, Cal, no. I, I don't like Miles this.
1: Right now, no. I'm saying if you switch them, I, I don't reckon Miles does as well as McHale did last year, even, even in his form at the moment. Yeah, no. But, you know,
0: like, it's a good question. Cal Bridges is like defensive player of the year, like low key, like one of the top three candidates. So that's that's where I stand.
1: I'm watched right. enough Suns to necessarily agree with that, but you know, <laughs> heard it here first. <laughs>
2: All right, uh, Joey, your question. Back to me, yep. Um, is Alex Crusoe the best one-on-one guard, guard defender in the league? Yes or no? South Curtis. You know what I'm going to say here. It's a yes. It's a yes for yes. Every day one. of the week. Every day of the
1: week. <laughs> There's no one better. <laughs> all right, James, basic instinct comment. In guards, I'm taking Fred Van Vliet. He's Oh, better than Oh, no. No, it's Clamps. Man, that man's all defensive team. I'm telling you. I'm he taking might Fred be, Van He but, but he can Bruce even guard bigs. If you, you watch all... Raptor's hand and try and post up Fred, he'll rip the ball from them. I- I'm taking Fred. I gotta back my boy. Oh my god. You want an instinct? There it is. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, James, question. Go.
1: Um, okay. Are the pacers being too reactionary, wanting to totally blow it up? And like just to, to give a bit more context to the question, right now then they're almost like I think they're third last in the east. If they stay there, they're going to get a good pick with the good team they have right now. So if they blow it up, they can't really get too much worse in the standings. Do you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, that, that's that's reactionary. Basically. This is a
0: horrible 50-50 because it's like they're not going anywhere with this team. So it's like, yeah, you, yeah, they're not being reactionary, but it's more like they're just going to be fucked anyway regardless. So, like, they should just blow it up. But also, I do agree. I think they are being a bit reactionary because this team is better than it's performing right now and, like, they are third bottom in the east, but it's like aren't they only like three or four games below five hundred?
1: Yeah, and they're only like bad. a good two weeks off like cracking the play and slash yeah, exactly, you know. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So I'm gonna say they are being too reactionary, even though like big picture, yes, they should blow it up. Joey.
2: Uh, I don't think they're being too reactionary. I think they actually suck and um <laughs> it's it's a it's a good time. Good time to go. Also, we're not gonna we won't get too in depth in that because um we are touching. Yeah, on we'll, we'll later. talk about that later. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay tuned. Right. <laughs> don't don't stop listening just yet
0: <laughs> maybe at the 15 minute mark <laughs> all right my question is who is more fun all right emphasis on fun lamello ball or anthony edwards so this takes into account their play and their post game pre-game yeah, social media off everything, court everything everything who is more fun
2: it's got to be Lamelo ball if you if you're taking into account everything the man has it all. Like off the court he's wearing highlight yellow with his Lambo to the <laughs> side. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I've I don't think I've seen Anthony Edwards do that, so I'm taking Lamelo. James.
1: I'm gonna go, to- go with Lamelo as well too. I think like on court I feel like he's played a bit more fun anyway. And then like yeah, he's pretty um huge personality off the court, a bit of a jokester. So yeah. But it's a good it's a good question. Yeah.
2: How about yourself, Curtis? Oh,
1: um, yeah, who would you take? I was hands? actually
0: leaning Edwards because of his post game, like because he just makes like. He the That's fun- true. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah he's fun- funny. Eyes. But, but <laughs> like, yeah, once I said like, as I said, sorry, you can't go wrong. They're both just like so much fun. But yeah, I'll
2: go. League's Edwards.
1: in good hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Joey, yeah. question. Yeah, so going off the um, Lamelo kind of t- vibe, um, Melo ones, cop or drop, if they came out tomorrow.
1: I all- need to see the tech. I need to, I need to see the, the tech. Show. I know
2: well, well there, you don't know. I said if they come up tomorrow, are you copping?
1: I, I would cop the black ones with, like, the blue on the back. Have you seen those? Okay. They're yeah, like yeah, yeah. I would cop those. The, the all oranges and not a cop, in my opinion. That is a fat drop.
0: <laughs> I have not seen anything. So I'm just going <laughs> to say I'm not a cop. <laughs> I would have spent, like, 200 bucks on something that I haven't even seen. So I'm going to say no. But... Further further developments will happen. We'll see. All right, James.
1: Okay. Was the Knicks season last year a fluke? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. That'd be sorry to me.
0: <laughs> Regular <laughs> season, yeah, and playoffs, I mean they they got roasted a little bit. So
1: I have a friend the other day it was like, they're burnt out, and I was like, From what? It's like Tibbs. Yeah. That's haven't... a
0: tips system thing. Like, like they they play they like every really, TV yeah. coaches like peters out eventually because it's just like you can't run yourself into the ground non-stop even though they, they do have quite like a versatile bench which he didn't have in Chicago where he like literally would play starters into the ground Um but still I think it's like it's an exhausting style of play
1: What do you think Joe?
2: I'm going to say it was a flick as well yeah <laughs> for, the, for the same reasons Curtis just mentioned Alright
0: um, do you guys have any more questions or is this the final one? This is the final one Yep that's it all right, Got the better name, Ennis Freedom, or Meta World Peace, or Metaworld Peace's other name, Panda Friend, which is the best name? Definitely
2: Panda's Friend. Yeah, I- I'm not considering Panda's Friend as an actual <laughs> oh, name. No. <thing>. Sorry, <laughs> it's legal name. I'm, I'm taking sure. Ennis Freedom. I found it, I was. Oh. Watching, um, I was. I was watching Lakers. Lakers <laughs> Celtics the other day, and I was like, Oh, Ennis Freedom's checked into the game. Fuck yeah.
0: <laughs> have you Have you guys seen the thing where Joel Embiid? blocked him so it said Joel Embiid blocks freedom <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, nah. it's so I'm... funny every box score just E freedom like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> no I'm I'm very firmly on the either meta world piece or panda friend side of the fence because also I'm biased because Ennis freedom has turned himself into a vlog I thought he was always like pretty even keel but recently the stuff he's been doing big time vlog not a fan so panda friend all the way let's go <laughs> let's go All right, so for our first topic this episode, we're going to talk about, I guess, the Denver Nuggets as a whole. Uh, recently, Michael Porter Jr., um, it was revealed that he's had, uh, he will be having um, a serious back surgery um, due to a issue with, I think, nerve damage in his back, which is, you know, never a good sign, especially when you're, you're what, 23, 24 years old, however old he is. Um, yeah, regardless of <laughs> Whether you play sport or not, like back injuries are not something to mess around with. So yeah, we want to just talk about what the future of the Nuggets is gonna look like. And I'll hand over to James. So what are your thoughts on how they're gonna go?
1: Uh I think this season's a bit of a wash, unfortunately. Like I think um they went from so promising to so um not disappointing, but just like um sad, I guess so quickly, because last year when they did the Aaron Gordon trade, they were balling, they looked incredible, uh, then Murray went down, um, and they still, you know, like it was good enough to sort of, I guess, catch some teams off guard and maybe win a couple of series, but like they really needed Murray to, to go that extra step, and a few people thought, like I, I personally thought they could have made the finals last year, or at least conference finals, um, and then you have, you know, this season happens, Jokic is still playing out of his mind, but Porter Jr. Had, didn't really look like he'd taken that next step. On a personal note, had him on the fantasy, wanted him to take the next step. Definitely didn't. Um, and almost a step back now with the injury. And he's had back uh, problems before, too. I think that was why there was a lot of hesitancy originally to take him in the draft. And his family's had a history of back problems, I'm pretty sure, too. So it's just not what you want to see, particularly because I feel like a lot of us, once he started to play thought oh hang on he's actually sort of you know he'll he'll be okay you know he's if if he was going to get injured would have got injured by now like he's balling um he's coming into his own he's got a good role in this team all that sort of stuff so it's pretty disheartening to see, really because in terms of the future like you have to wait for Murray to get back and then this is always you know someone coming back from injury so it's not like you're getting the player that they were when they went down you're getting you know the rehab version and however long that takes for them to get back to that level. Who knows? Um, and then now you've got to wait for Porter Jr. to come back too. So, um, all while Jokic, like, still got a long while left. And I imagine the style that he plays, um, he'll be able to go for a long time. But I thought this core could really, um, you know, go far. Uh, and with the rise of Golden State, who knows? Maybe this wouldn't have been their year. But uh, it really did seem like last year they had a shot. So, pretty disappointing, to be honest. What do you guys think?
0: Yeah, I... Completely agree with you there because it's like this year it does feel like um, the seas kind of parted for like lack of a better phrase, like in the West anyway. Like Golden State, they've been playing quite well, but it's also like you know they're not unbeatable either. Same as the Suns, the Lakers have you know flipped over and just had an absolute shocking start to the season, yeah. Um, they'd be, up then, you know,
1: they definitely, yes, yeah, still, there, yeah. but
0: it's like as in you really need them to hit their stride defensively, which is a big question. Um, and, like, Dallas hasn't looked quite there. You know, the Clippers obviously still have Kawhi at. So, like, all of the people, uh, and Utah is, look, like, once again, we don't trust Utah until we see a playoff. Uh, <laughs> until we see some actual, like, evidence in the playoffs, I will always be a bit skeptical of Utah. Um, so, yeah, like, the, the West is reasonably open if, you know, Murray was to come back and Porter Jr. had been healthy and all that. Like, they could have had a serious run would not have been surprised if they end up in the finals, like whatsoever. And like Jokic is that guy. He's so good that um, I guess the other thing I feel sorry for is like, yeah, like where does this leave like Jokic's window? Because he's, I don't know, 25, 26, I think at the moment. So he still has. And, and as you said, like the style he plays is quite like, he'll age gracefully. Yeah. So it's like, he won't be, you know, 33 and suddenly will be like falling off a cliff. I don't think, because he doesn't rely much on athleticism. It's all like uh, intangibles and, and intelligence. So, I think he will be okay. And I guess if he's okay, the Nuggets will also be okay. So, like, that's, you know, it's, but ultimately, yeah, it's just that. It just sucks a little bit.
2: Um, that this year for sure will be a write off. Joey? Yeah, I think it's just a bit disappointing that, like, well, obviously the injury sucks. And then, like, it just feels like a bit of a waste for, like, for Jokic's, like, game, considering he was, like, so, like, so instrumental for them last year. Like, they were, they were rolling, like you said, James. And now they kind of, it's just like, I don't know. I don't see them as a contender at all. Like, they're nowhere near that level now. Um, like Not enough I, options. I think, it's yeah, exactly. Options. I'm just thinking, like, options-wise, they're, they're going to, like, Barton and, I don't know, they're going to have to, like, bring in Comparso for more minutes soon. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't get to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because, like,
0: I still think, though, if Murray comes back healthy, like, if you have a, you know, a core of Jokic, Murray, Gordon for this year, Like, they could still make, like, the Western Conference Finals.
2: I don't think so. You don't? Really? You think they can make the Western Conference Finals with those three?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends what kind of Murray Murray we get back. Yeah. yeah.
0: It Um, it very depends on that,
1: obviously.
0: obviously, If he's, he's like, um, obviously not going to get, like, bubble Murray, like, from 2020. But, you know, a borderline all-star player, like, that's still a very, very good team. And Jokic, yeah, obviously he makes everyone around him better. So, like, he accentuates the talents. But this is also, I guess, if only they still had Jeremy Grant, like this would be, he would have been really, really useful for them right now. It's such a shame that he's gone to Detroit. Um, But yeah, like, so I guess, okay, let me pose this to you guys. Um, In four years' time, do you think they would have made a finals appearance?
2: Yes or no?
1: From from now? From now, from now.
2: Is this considering everyone comes back healthy? No, that's what I'm saying. It's just, it's just. What do you think? So I don't think. No, so. no, no,
0: caveats. No caveats. whatsoever. But yeah? It's I like,
2: just, I don't think they will because, like, I, I'm not, I'm so scared that, like, with Michael Porter's back, like, I just don't know what's going to happen with that. I, I, don't know. Yeah. Barring like no injuries, then I'd say, yeah, yeah, I reckon they would make a They could make a finals in the next four years.
1: James. I don't know. I weirdly feel like. Last year was their best chance. It sounds like stupid to say, but like it, you know, the Suns made the finals and I don't think the Suns will, they're not bad. And obviously still balling this season, but I think the nuggets were as good as the Suns last year. So, but, uh, but going forward, if we don't get back, I look, if everyone's healthy, yes, I think they, in the next four years, they could make one. Um, because I think at some point, um, Curry's got to slow down, even though he might not. And, um, you know, will the Suns just continue to roll out the same team over and over and keep having the same success? Who knows? And other than that, I don't really see anyone stepping up next. Really, Um, maybe the Grizzlies. That's just my, optimism. <laughs> but um, yeah,
0: or maybe yeah. the Raptors will come to the West as well.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think also like it's hard to predict because like the NBA is changing soft so and like all the yeah. time now. It's like yeah. four years is actually like it's a, like a lot will happen in four years. You know. yeah. yeah. So look, as in. Move. All it takes is, like, you know, one or two pieces and the team, the team completely changes, like...
0: Yeah. I, I do ask that question, like, very much knowing that, you know, like, a year and a half ago, two years ago, Jimmy Butler was, like, on the sixes and, like, you know, Anthony Davis is on the Pelicans and blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Um, but that being said, I feel like four or five-year window, I think they make one. I think they make one because, like, obviously LeBron's not getting any younger. Like, isn't all of the best teams in the West have, like, one integral piece that's, like, going to be, like, 38 or older by the time the end of this window happens. And obviously, you don't know, yeah, Grizzlies could, something could happen with them, or, like, you know, Suns could trade Chris Paul for a bloody new point guard. Like, I don't know, like, who knows? Like, you don't know what's going to happen. But based on what we know right now in this moment, I would say, like, yeah. like They're, like, the youngest contender, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of reason for optimism, I think. So I think they still will probably make at least one finals appearance in the next couple years. Um... But yeah, I guess it. Yeah, it's it's really annoying when everything hinges on health like this. It's not even like, oh, did you do the right thing? Did you draft well? Did you develop your play as well? Like, yeah, you did, but they just got injured. It just sucks. Um, anything else you want to touch on with that one, or we can move on? All right, all good. Let's move on to the Blazers. So it's been a bit of a like a roller coaster for them as well. Underperforming. They made a bunch of moves in the offseason, season, including um, a new head coach in Chauncey Billups bringing guys like Larry Nance, hoping guys like Anthony Simons and all that would, like, develop um, another year with Norm Powell. But, yeah, they've kind of just, like, eh, been a bit of a meh team to this point. I think you guys would agree. Um, So, yeah, like, now there's been a couple reports of Dame um, requesting for, like, a $107 million extension. So, you know, roughly a little over $50 million a year. Yeah. So, what do we think the Blazers should do? Like, should they blow it up? Like, is Dame worth is that extension? Let's let's go on that, Joey. What do you reckon? Yeah.
2: Well, like you said, they're a mere team, for, and I think they've been for a meh team for like like a long time. <laughs> so I don't know. To me, this one's a bit weird that Dame's asking for such a large extension because I don't I don't know. Like, what's the incentive for him to actually like want to come back? I guess he wants to. He obviously wants the back. but um, do you reckon like he could? potentially be like testing them to see like how far they're willing to go to like take it to the next step if they really want him or not? Or is it more just he wants the bag and so-so? I,
0: so. I think he just like cares a lot about like, not that there's anything wrong with it, but like cares a lot about his image and his reputation and being like, I am, you know, drafted to Portland. I want to be a Portland lifer. Like I want to win in Portland. I don't want to be seen as like going to a super team. Like as in like, you know, nothing wrong with that mindset at all. But it's just, I think that's just very important to him. Um, so, like, if I think he badly wants to win in Portland, which is, like, very admirable. Um, but it's just, like, objectively, from an outsider perspective, it just doesn't look, like, likely or it doesn't look like the right choice at this point in time.
2: Well, as a fan, like, I'm pretty sure everyone wants the same move. Like, it's just, unless they can, like, make a move soon. Like, it's just, like, he's just wasting himself there, honestly, as a fan, from a fan perspective. But yeah. internally, he probably, yeah, he wants to win there and, like, fair enough.
0: I wonder what Portland fans think as well because I wonder whether they've hit the point where, it, where it's like if we can get a massive haul for him because his value is, you know, it'd be like top 10 in the league in terms of what you could pull for, for trading him. You get like, you know, a blue chip youngster and like a bunch of picks and everything. And like, would they prefer that kind of reboot versus continually like hunting for the eight seed and then like falling short in like the first round? What do you think, James?
1: I feel like Portland fans would probably try and want to package what they can swing for another star before they, yeah, totally blow it up. Because I feel like when you have, like, it's that whole thing of like you have a top ten guy, yeah, you don't trade a top ten guy <laughs> in the yeah. hope to try and get another top ten guy. Yeah, you, know what yeah, I mean? you already like, have them. Yeah, you already. Yeah, have them. but they have retooled however many times, and it feels like I know it's not been the exact same team, but it feels like um, deja vu watching this team for like four years in a row, just sort of like bow out you know, first, second round. There was that one year they made the conference finals, but they got swept. Like, um, you just, it feels like banging your head against the wall. Like, I want to see them change it up. But, you know, what sort of trade is out there that they can do? And plus, um, CJ, with the recent news, with the collapsed line, oh, yeah, like, yeah. obviously, any teams that were sniffing around, you know, inquiring what, you know, maybe even Philly, they were just seeing they could get CJ instead of Dame. Like, that sort of talk is gone now, too. So, that makes it even harder to... Um, you know, get someone else. So, it's a tough one. Um, but I think Dame wants to commit to them, and I imagine they want to commit to Dame. It's just, how do you make the team better? It's, it's just the continual roadblock they keep hitting. And, it, you know, they might just decide, look, we can't, so let's get rid of him. So, right. it like, is interesting.
2: Yeah. I, I don't think they're going to be in a situation... Like, this is one of, like, the best situations they can be in, in terms of they've got the, you know, like, top, top two, top three point guard in the league, and they fail to, like, get a surrounding cast that can, like, elevate within, like, four years. Like, surely you like there has to be a point where you're like, fuck, like, get out of here, because they can't do it. Like, the t- the franchise can't, like, bring in the talent.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, it's going to yeah. have to come from Dame if he wants to go. I don't think Portland's going to deal him if he hasn't said, I want to go. Like, they're just going to keep him around and try and keep making team, you know, incrementally better.
2: I mean but, they just they should, they're just lucky that he hasn't left already, like that he's so that he's wanting he's to stay loyal there. like yeah. fuck, like if it was like another star, <laughs> they'd be out of there by now.
1: Like LeBron, you know.
2: <laughs> Had to do it.
0: <laughs> okay, what about this? Um Do we think he's actually worth $50
2: dollars million, $50 million a year? Hmm. Do you think he's worth fifty million dollars a year, Curtis? Who's who's getting paid that right now? No. Oh, oh his car. I think he is, is it. I'm pretty sure Curry's getting paid
0: that much, or like as in it's his next extension or something. Right, because this was, uh, isn't 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 Mike Conley getting paid that much?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think he was at one point. <laughs> um,
0: no, I think I think it's like a select few. Like uh, Giannis isn't on that level, I guess, yeah, yeah, I all think the one 100.
1: from the most recent like bump, because I think yeah. yeah, like Curry got one. But you have uh, to be
0: like the 30 year years old plus, because it has to be like the 10 year extension because like even Giannis's max right now is only like not only but like it's like 37 or 38 maybe I don't know yeah it's not really like all, but, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> it's not quite the 50 yet I think um like LeBron's not making that much I think Russ is at like 44 Joel Moore's like 44 ish as well like they're all kind of like in the 40s I think Curry's one of the first to make 50 there might be someone else to be honest but I yeah. don't
1: feel like anyone is really like I, I guess it, it, I
0: swear Curry did sign a 50 million like extension
1: top Uh, sort of three five players probably yeah but i feel like do paul and so paul and probably already feel like with the way they've paid dame and the way that they've constructed their teams they probably already feel like they've capped themselves out so do they want to lock themselves even more into more money with dame probably potentially limiting you know anyone they could sign if someone wanted to come to paul i don't reckon they'd want to do that to be honest mm. um Maybe that's the way that Dame seems of getting out, I guess. He demands that They say no. And then he says, look, I've done what I can. Time to go. So. Yeah. It's so
2: an interesting was, one. It's yeah. just a, yeah. I don't know. It's just mind-boggling to me that they can't bring in another 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 piece. Like
1: They should have dealt. It's, it's, it's not like
2: they, like, you know, like, they, it's not like they've had, like, no pieces that are worthy of being traded. Yeah, I know. Like, they have trade value. They just, like fail to use it
1: i feel like it's kind of like and i guess obviously this tends worse but it's kind of like the Pacers, right it's a kind of a good team but you see the incentive to keep running it back because you haven't got bad players and typically good players means you know wins but at the same time like they're not willing to do what it takes to take the risk to just roll the dice to get someone else in the door that could make you take it to the next level like you know okc a couple of years ago they were just going super hard they had they had Westbrook. Then they got brought in Paul George and Mellow. Like they were just doing everything they could to try and contend, and obviously it didn't work, and it turned into um, a massive rebuild. But I feel like the Blazers just need to do that. They need to, before they trade Dame, see yeah. what they can do to make themselves an actual contender. And then if that doesn't work, well then you try what you can, and you got to then that's when you blow it up. They need to roll the dice. Like, yeah, I agree.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: I guess to quickly go back to the actual question, um, I it's weird. Like, so I think commercially. And, like, as a loyalty thing, like, he is worth the 50 million. But, like, objectively, when it gets to the point where he's, like, 36, I don't think he will be actually, like, worth that money in terms of production. Like, at that point, it's like, I don't know. As much as you hope that he's playing at that level, it's highly, it's, like, becomes more and more unlikely, I guess we'll put it that way. Like, the older you get, like, it's rare that you have someone like Chris Paul who's still performing at that level. Um, So, yeah, like, it's a toss-up whether he'll be, like, you know, versus production versus contract value, like whether he'll still be, you know, breaking even there. But in terms of what he means and in terms of his commercial value as well, which is like um, you know, he's one of the biggest basketball like stars on the planet, like athletes on the planet. So it's like there's financial incentive there as well. So yeah, it's it's like it's a pretty tricky scenario. I think if you're the Blazers and he's a top ten player, like
1: eh, you probably give it to him.
0: I don't it's it but it does kind of like put you down a certain
1: path. Which I feel like they're already on. Yeah.
0: So I guess the next topic we'll go into is um, about the Golden State Warriors. And I think the ultimate question kind of is, you know, um, I guess there's two questions. Like, one, do you go all in? And, like, two, like, do you risk messing with whatever team chemistry you have, whatever team balance you have right now? Because the idea is, like, when Clay comes back, he should – fit in reasonably like quite seamlessly into what they've got integrated right now so like do you rock the boat and try and trade you know one of your younger assets like a james wiseman or like a Kaminga or like a moses moody for or even like a wiggins um for you know a another difference maker um like from my perspective Right. Like, it's kind of like what we we're talking about before. Like, when you get a top 10 guy, and for Steph, it's like when you get like a top three guy, it's like you don't muck around. Like, what's, um, we've seen it done well in the past, right? Where, you know, for example, the Spurs in the 90s, they had David Robinson and then they, um, draft Tim Duncan in like 99 or whatever year it was. And then it's like, yeah, cool. We have now another like potential top 10, top five player in the league who ultimately, yeah, Tim Duncan became like one of the greatest of all time, right? So, in that scenario, it's like, oh, brilliant. Let's, like, keep it rolling and rebuild and retool that way, which is very much what the Warriors seem to, like, That seems to be their aim, right? But objectively, like, despite whatever, like, I mean, we haven't seen that much from Wise and he's been injured. So, and and Kaminga as well, there's been, like, a lot of flashes, but it feels like, you know, no matter how good they get, like, are they going to be, like, a top 10 player? Like I'm kind of leaning towards like no, <laughs> like as you know, even if they tick all the boxes, like they like look, yeah, they could, but I am of the mindset where it's like you have Steph Curry now, who's an all time, all time, all time great, and you like push all your chips into the center right now when you go all in, because yeah, when Steph is 40 years old, like you're probably not going to be leading a team with Kaminga as your best player. Like he could get really, he could. He, there's been like comps of him being, like, a Kawhi-ish kind of player who, like, you know, starts off elite on the defensive end, gradually builds his offensive game. Yeah, very possible, but it's like I think you you take what's guaranteed now, and it's guaranteed that Steph is elite. And you kind of know what Clay is as well. Um, so, yeah, for me, I would personally go all in, and I want to hear, like, what do you guys think?
1: Yeah, i I like that. You play the game to win, so, like, like you said, if you've got someone like Curry, they should go in. And how? And if they're going to contend this year, like how useful, uh, you know, is Kaminga? And when Wiseman comes back, like, are they going to get minutes in the playoffs? And if they're not, can you get someone back who will get productive minutes in the playoffs? Because Golden State I have to look at it right now. Like their only real threat, I guess, as it stands, is probably Phoenix, depending on how they view the Jazz and how they match up against them. Maybe the Jazz. I don't like the Lakers. Always come to mind, but like genuinely if the Lakers don't address what's going wrong. Like they're not going to be in a position to work their way back into the um like they're going to be like seventh or sixth seed. And it's really hard to win from there. So Golden State really should look into what they can get back. Uh, but at the same time, like Clay's coming back and they're already first seed in the West. I think there is some benefit to just staying the course, seeing what they look like as a complete team and then making that move. But at the same time if Clay does come back, you know Towards the end of January, there's a, a small window where they can actually make a move after seeing that, and that will be a small sample size. So, um, you know, it's a good spot to be in. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I can like, Yeah, exactly. Mm. Like, but it's just you wouldn't want to deal with them and they end up becoming really good later on, but at the same time, you play the game to win. So if you can win this year... Who cares how good they get cares? later? Who cares about four yeah. years down the line if you can get another banner to hang in the rafters? I'm actually on the
2: train that, like, they... Don't need to re- Don't need to go all in. Because like, I don't know. I feel like the teams with if Clay comes back and he's like, you know what he's meant to be. I, like, I think I think they'd have like a bloody good team. Like, and like I can understand why you might trade like a young player for like an, like I guess only, like personally I would only think they'd need to trade for like a better center. Yeah. Um, but like it's not like I don't see it as going like all in. Or not, like, it's just, like, they have a good team if they want to trade, like, you know, a young player or two for, like, a better centre, then, like, you can make that move. But it's not, like, going all in, like, does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I I get it. But also, like, if you were to go for someone, like, we'll get into, because we're going to talk about the paces and how it relates to, like, these trades. But, like, you know, if you go for a bonus or you go for, like, a Miles Turner, all right. Mm. Like, you're probably only getting that done if you put in someone like Wiseman. Like, you're not getting that done if you only put in, like, be elites or something you know what i mean like it's it's only realistic if you get if um you're giving up someone with potential future value who could be like because in the eyes of the owners uh, once again i don't think it's actually going to happen because from all that's being reported like the owners and the front office of like the golden state staff like they love wise and they love Commedia. it could be a front as well to like up their value but it's from all reports it seems like they're like genuinely in love with them and, and will like never trade them because they're so bought into the idea of being the spurs and like being transitioning from like David Robinson slash Steph Curry into Tim Duncan slash whoever it is, Mm. Kaminga, Wiseman, um, Jordan Poole, like whoever it ends up being, you know what I mean? Like they seem very bought into that idea. So I, I don't think they will cash in their chips. But like, yeah, once again, from my perspective, it's like if you have a chance to win this year, especially it seems like it's more open. It's like you literally only have to beat Phoenix. And to beat Phoenix, you need to get the better of DeAndre Ayton. Like that's the position
2: where yeah, he's been Phoenix has an up. advantage.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like John Jay Aiden is a couple steps ahead of Kevon Looney, um, and as and Draymond is you know very able to defend bigs, but like that could wear down over seven games, seven intense playoff games. Like because I don't know about you, you guys, but I would imagine a series between the Warriors and the Suns like that goes seven, like six minimum. Like that's going to be like a bloodbath. Yeah, um,
1: It'll be a six series. Yeah, I and you that. don't want to
0: be. <laughs> you don't want to be in the position where, like, you know, for um, the Suns last year, like, you don't have that backup big as soon as like Darius Sarrish goes out. Like, you want to have the options, I think, because they have, you know, their point guard situation's fine. Um, I mean, they could have an extra backup point guard, I guess, but like, you know, they and they they also like run more through a system where like Draymond's the point guard anyway. But like, they've got plenty of wings. It's just like big men. It's where they've got like a potential weakness. Um,
2: I've got a so question like, then. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. No. Oh. no, no i to say, good. like, do you think they can win the chip with with the roster right now, though?
0: Oh no, that yeah, they can. But it's like, if you could grab a Sabonis, it's like, don't you look so much better? Yeah. It, but, but then once again, it puts it at risk of like ruining your team chemistry. And does it fit right away? Like, yeah. Like, there's risks, but it's like, if you could get someone, maybe even a level above Sabonis. I don't know. Oh, I don't have like names on top of my head. Like, it's not wouldn't happen. But like, if you get like a Carl Anthony Towns, like you know what I mean, like things like that, like. If you could get someone of, like, Sabonis' calibre or above, or even, like, a Miles Turner, like, because you could probably get away with maybe... You probably would still have to trade Wiseman for Miles Turner. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, you could get away with a little bit of a lesser package for Miles Turner.
1: I think it's, you'd have to move one of the young lottery picks. And Pacers might even get greedy and ask for two if they know they really want Turner. Like... Yeah. Also, on Joey's question before, do you think if Golden State make the finals, they could beat the Bucks? I know we're going a little bit off topic here, but I don't think they can.
0: Yeah, well, because that's the I thing. Think like, like, how do you guard Giannis against. without, without like, a... Like, DeAndre Ayton did a decent job, but once again, like, wisen has got the body type, but he's not there yet. As far as... And also, he's been injured. Like, he has no games to get into, like, rhythm and get reps.
1: Because if, if, like, if Ayton had trouble guarding Giannis, uh, like, as good as Raymond Green is, like, at the end of the day, Giannis is massive. And, yeah, he gives like, up yeah. like, five inches. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But and I think the Bucks have enough guards to sort of, like make Curry uncomfortable, obviously not stop him, but like, yeah, I, I still think, but I, you wouldn't make a move just to beat Giannis at this point, you know what I mean? But I do agree that, that centre is their weakest thing, and if they're going to move one of these bats, they need to be looking at that, and you know, you've yeah. got Sabonis and Turner who are, yeah. who are available. So I kind That being of, said, like, though,
0: like, Sabonis and Turner aren't going to stop Giannis either. No. Because but... Sabonis, like, he's a, a little bit slow of foot. <laughs> let's say. Yeah. Um, and Turner, like the thing is like, Golden State's defense is really good, but it can just be undone by someone like, like as in Giannis breaks all defenses, but like he seems to be, he would feel like a, you know, a kryptonite specifically to what they have because they don't have the personnel to match that. Um, so yeah, I guess that's kind of where I stand. Mm. Um, and yeah, look optimistic as we can be like, Wiseman isn't going to most likely isn't going to be that guy. Um, in six months' time.
2: But, like, like you look at their roster when they had, like, Harrison Barnes, when they won the chip. Is this roster, like, not kind of the same, like, level? Like, they don't have five, yeah, like, but amazing like the, players. You
0: know what I mean? Like, the teams they're playing are different.
2: It's like, back then... Yeah, I get that. But Benji was like, deeper, too. It's like, you kind of yeah. expect, like, a KD to come, like, a player of, like, KD's level to come and, like, make the difference.
0: No, it's like, you wouldn't get a KD level. But also, I think the caveat with that as well is, like, in 2015, like, no one was shooting threes. Like, Golden State was shooting threes. It's like, they had, okay, like, a systematic it's probably
2: advantage. A bad, yeah, that's probably no, a bad... No, nah, I, I get what
0: you mean. I get what you mean. Um, But, like, yeah, it's like, they had a systematic advantage and now they don't because everyone jacks up threes to the same level. It's just they do it better because they have Steph Curry and, like, Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson and whatever. And they've, like, got the built-in system. But, yeah, like, yeah, sorry. You know, no one like KD is going to come in and save the day for them. And, like, not save the day, but, like, as in, like, make it, you know, beyond reasonable doubt that they don't make the finals and probably win the championship. But, like... I'm trying to think. Like, do we have like a perfect someone that they could put on um their team? Like, I don't know. Like, even like an someone like.
1: There's a few, but they're not like available. Like, the pages like, come to like mind. Because they're having a fire sale. Yeah. Like, is like, AD? yeah. Well, because it's like I'm thinking. That's what maybe, I mean, you know, you're, you're never going to be. Yeah, a, like, don't, like, they're not like getting that. anyone like AD. Yeah, Exactly. exactly. That's, That's what yeah, I mean, Thompson. though.
2: Like, I feel like the team's just fine as it is, and like. Yeah, they could probably bolster up the center if they want to, but it's. I don't think they need to go all in for it because they're still good enough. I think.
1: But like they can you get someone the like box. Rashad Holmes or something, but like, yeah, he doesn't move the needle. But they're not going to get. I don't think they're going to get another like top ten all star or anything like that. No, no. I guess like everyone wants that. You know what I mean? And they they're not gonna. They don't have enough. I think they can get like. Another really good role player, maybe maybe harry They could even get Harrison Barnes back. <laughs> but, I mean, that Wiggins is serving that role, so um, yeah,
0: yeah. Walker well, Wood. Now <laughs> that you mentioned... oh, he would actually be quite good for them. I don't know. I I don't know much about his like defense, but it's okay. I feel like, but it's like offensively, he'd be a great so. fit. But that means he'll be available, surely.
1: Yeah, no, but I just mean like. Yeah, yeah, no, he, he he would be.
0: Um, but just going back on what you said, like I now that you mentioned like how they match up with the Bucks, I would actually be quite concerned for the Warriors, in all honesty, because like, um, if there's anyone you can put on Steph Curry besides Alex Caruso? It would be Drew Holiday, right? Like it would be Drew, or it would be like length, like red. <laughs> oh my!
1: I'm <laughs> saying, what's the tape? Curry couldn't score against him in the finals, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging up. <laughs> oh, <he's back. laughs> I'll See, We'll see you next week, Joey. <laughs> no,
0: nah, look, yeah, you're, you're probably like, you're not off the mark there, but as in like, you would still take like, Drew over him. You'd take yeah. like, yeah, like, or someone like like Bridges, like that, those kinds of players and like, obviously the Bucks have them and they've got like, even guys like DiVincenzo to throw as well. Um, So yeah, it would be quite tricky. And then they've got no one to guard Giannis, like literally no one to guard Giannis.
1: That would be such a dynamic series, like such a, you know, the Bucks still shoot a lot of threes, but like they, they're such a paint team. Yeah. So, yeah. That'd be sick. Interesting. Okay.
0: Um, I guess we'll transition that into a bit of Pacers talk. So recently they've come out and said that um, they're essentially open to a rebuild, open to shipping, you know, Sabonis, Turner, uh, Karis Levert. I guess I'm, I'd imagine that, you know, everyone's on the table. Um so it's yeah, it to be a but,
1: scary feeling if you're a player from the place. It's just like, wake up to yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, they've got to know it's coming, They're like, everyone's available. Everyone's on the table.
0: <laughs> no job security whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so do you want to start off with Sabonis? I guess we've kind of already talked about the Golden State fit um, a little bit. But yeah, I think like, well, because he's such a dynamic passer, even though they don't really need that necessarily in the way Golden State plays. Do we think he'd fit well there?
2: Um, but like, isn't the whole argument with Golden State getting a center is like you get the defender that can stop Giannis?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I as not like yeah, I guess that that's like the one.
2: So I think that right I, well, It's like you can't. Defend. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, it, they'd probably be a better team, but I don't think it solves the problem.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're just using to play out of the post, but they kind of had to do enough of that already with Raymond. So I feel like like they're not the same player at all because Giannis is more of a scorer. But I feel like if they're gonna get one of the bigs, I'd be eyeing Turner more than. Um, it's a bonus. We're calling you're... up Andrew Bogut. <laughs>
2: no, mate. Yeah, well, he's. Uh... Sorry, I shouldn't bring that name up around Curtis. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh... <laughs> he's off his rocker. Uh,
0: okay, what about? I've I've got a couple teams here, so I haven't actually like plotted out trades per se. But what about the Celtics? It's a bonus on the Celtics. So, here the argument is he'd probably take either like Horford's role or Rob Williams's role. It's like it's just whether you value having Rob Williams as like a rim protector slash like lob threat versus like the obvious upside that Sabonis would bring to a team
1: like that, and being like a th- a third slash second option on certain nights, you know. Yeah, I reckon that'd be a good fit, honestly, because I think the one thing that the Celtics sort of lack is is, and Sabonis isn't like Jokic in the sense that he's got like the elite passing, but he he can be a bit of like a hub out of the post. Like mm. He's got a decent vision, like handoffs, all that sort of stuff and it would just sort of force the Celtics to have more movement because their offense gets so stale when it's just the yeah. Jays like, you know, ISOing, ISOing, ISOing. And like, um, I think that that would help them just sort of free up a bit of movement. Um, so I think he'd be a better fit than Turner would be, even though I know Turner has been someone that always comes up in Celtics trade talks, but yeah, uh, okay. yeah no, I, I think he'd be a good fit there, to be honest. It's just what you give up and what you're happy giving up.
2: Yeah. yeah he basically is like a better version of Horford, I think.
0: Yeah, they got you know, in almost
2: every hour, Yeah, I think like you I can, think you can run probably that. more
0: sound defensively. Yeah,
2: um, yeah right. But, but but like offensively, he, yeah. Or the ha- like he'd be great with the handoffs and stuff. Yeah, like so so the, so the Jays can get downhill and all that, and then like yeah, post post presence. So I reckon that'd be a good fit.
0: I've I'll, I've got a couple more teams, but we'll leave it with one more for Sabonis. What do you think about the Hornets with Sabonis? Ooh, that's frisky. Like it. I feel like it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. As an, obviously this is all just like theoretical and on paper, but like if you put him instead of like Mason Plumley. Mason Plumley is already a bit of that kind of player where he's like um he's quite a good like half facilitator. Like as in he he's smart with the ball, I guess, Mason Plumley. Like he's not, you know, he's not Jokic or anything, he's not Sabonis, but he's like he makes smart reads, plays good defence, can be a bit of a lob threat and just like does everything well, right? Or, like well enough. But Sabonis is just like that little bit of an upgrade. Defensively, I'm not really sure how they compare
1: to each other, but, you know, what do you guys reckon? It would give them, like, someone to just give the ball to and get a bucket down low, because they don't really have, like, a, like, someone on their team that you can just give it to, and he just, like, drop that bucket. So it would give them that other level of scoring as well. Um, and they've got a lot of shooters and cutters, so it would work well as well out of the post. So, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be really fun. I still know what they would give up and what they'd be no, happy with giving no. up. Because they're probably in that phase where, like, it's rolling and they're just trying to gather enough data to see, like, who do we like, who who's someone that we can move. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that'd be fun as, I reckon. What do you think, Joey?
2: Oh, I, just, I agree with you. Like, it'd be good fun. I'm just yeah. trying to think, like, who they could trade. like, uh, Not who they could trade, but, like, who who the Hornets would actually be willing to give up at this point and probably be, like, Kelly Oubre. <laughs>
0: But like, it's yeah. Not, how much value does he
2: Yeah, have? Exactly, none. I don't know how many I picks they like have.
1: They, just, well, they probably just want to like keep their hands off until they stop stop winning. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, just yeah. It's rolling. PJ
2: Washington, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Hasn't been playing much. I was going to say PJ Washington. Don't know what's going on there. Pacers
1: probably wouldn't take him. So. No. Is they're probably going to be picky, really, given that they're the guys that they do nothing. They stay as a lottery team and get a good pick. If they trade, they're probably just they're going to wait till they get a what? Really good
2: what. Why are they doing so badly? Like they have good players. I don't know.
1: Honestly, like the Krasna offense a, sucks. Yeah.
0: Early on, they they lost a lot of OT. Like I think the first two games they lost back to back were OT games, and like, yeah, they can't seem to close. And it's just like one of the, once those kind of like pile on. I think, like morale kind of drops as well. Uh, like T J Washington, I'm uh, not sorry. T J McConnell, um, is just like basically out for the year now. He's had a wrist injury, and he's like. A genuine spark off the bench for them Like he's pretty An important part of their team TJ Warren's been out forever Yeah Um. Like Levert I think Has only been back for a little bit now as in like When I say a little bit It's been like a couple of weeks But he was out to start the year I think as well Um. So like yeah they. Ha- I mean in a sense They haven't actually had that much time Like with their full team together And it's a new coach as well So you know A bit of an adjustment period there And it's just yeah It seems like it's just like A mix of all the bad things That could happen Barring like a serious injury to like Sabonis or to Brogdon or to you know, someone like that. Like barring that, it's been like almost everything that could have gone wrong has gone wrong.
1: I was listening to something the other day and they have a good point differential. I can't remember whether it's positive but or, or negative, but like it's actually decent. It's just the problem is they just like crumble in the fourth quarter. Like yeah. they're actually not a bad team. They just don't know how to put together wins, don't mesh together. It's obviously chemistry issues. And I think some of that's flowed on from last year where it was sort of pinned on the coach, but clearly something Bigger is wrong, yeah. Um, but yeah, they have a. Typically, when you get a bunch of good players together, win games, and it just doesn't work for them. But they have been really unlucky, even going back to when they were rolling with Oladipo. He got injured, and then they sort of like built the future around Depot. Then he came back, and he wasn't. He wasn't like, the same anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so now, when you think about their team, it's actually kind of built to have Oladipo yeah. as the yeah. guy, and it would be a fantastic team. But like. Feels like just yet, like, it feels like so long ago now that he was that dude, but it really yeah. wasn't that long ago. So it's just really been unlucky for them. And then they found a little bit in TJ Warren, but he's just been setback after setback. So I think they're just saying that nah, stuff it on this iteration we had, we'll yeah. just do something else.
0: Yeah, because like Oldip was genuinely like a poor man, Wayne Wade with a three, which is like yeah. <laughs> obviously like a weird way to put it, but like he was an elite, elite, elite player. You Know two way player and yeah, shame. Um, do you guys have any trade? Because I've got a couple for sorry, not trades, but like teams, uh, for Levert. Um, and I guess, yeah, do you guys have any or do we kick on? Yeah, you can no, no,
1: go for it. All right, uh,
0: and I guess once again, like the, the stuff with Sabonis and Turner is almost interchangeable. So, like, I once again think Turner would also be a bit of a fun fit on the Hornets. Um, like that would be. Pretty interesting dynamic, like in the pick and roll with Lamelo, and like Terry Rozier as well. But yeah, anyway, we'll move on to Lavert. I have three teams for him: the Cavs. What do we think about him on the Cavs? Um, I don't know, like they. Once again, like whether it be like Sexton, or like some like Larry Marken in business, or like I don't know exactly what would be required to get it done because it's weird. I don't know how how highly they value Lavert. Versus, like, how the rest of the league values him. Because I think he's got, like... I don't know, if you were to put it out of, like, you know, like, the 2K, like, five stars, it'd be, like, three, three and a half stars, maybe, for Levert? Like, whatever. Yeah, ha- that's arbitrary, but yeah.
1: Yeah. He's inconsistent, and, like, he's... He operates a lot out of the midrange, so if they're not going, it's a bit, like, inefficient. And he, apparently, since coming back, I was listening to Pacer's, um podcast the other day, apparently, since coming back from injury, he's been passing less, too. So, like... Yeah, um, I don't know. I think the the hype around him's kind of died since he came back from injury. He's mm. a bit of a unique player.
0: Also, let's just say like James is getting in his bag. Like he's listening to a, a Pacers podcast. No, no, no. So that. Good oh, lord, that is that I is dedication. I think it was, dedication. It was fast
1: break breakfast, and they had a Pacers person on. I think know name was. Ah, oh, okay, okay. I'm okay. not diving into Pacers podcasts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is commitment. <laughs> commitment to to bettering your craft, mate. Wow. <laughs> What do you think of, like, Levert on the Cavs? I think it'd be interesting, in my opinion But yeah, go on No,
2: I think it'd, like, it'd fit pretty well, I reckon But, like, I don't know, personally I just don't want to see um, the Cavs do anything Because they're rolling yep. So Very fair I don't I think there's any fair. need for them to, like, reach out For that, but It would yeah. be a good fit, if, if it happened
0: Because, like, they've been Well, when everyone was healthy, they were playing, like, Mark at the three And, like, yeah, I think it was clearly working to some extent, but it's like, I don't know. Just in my gut, still, it's like long term. Like, is that like a thing? Does that like work? Um, and then, you know, you could play Levert there instead. Time will tell. Yeah. But yeah, obviously, like, once again, Mark has been playing really well. The Cavs have been playing really well. So it's like, yeah, mm. don't mess with it. Um, okay. Next team. The Grizzlies. Levert on the Grizzlies. What do you think? I think James will have a lot of thoughts on this one. I don't
1: know. I feel like at the moment there's not enough shots to go around in the Grizzlies. Like Bane is like balling out and LeVert yeah. would almost like take not take Bane's minutes like I think at this point Bane's probably be better. Like do you reckon?
0: On current form perhaps yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like yeah, right now
0: LeVert's shown big. high highs.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And more more versatility in terms of yeah. scoring. But I think if you plugged him into this this thing, he wouldn't get minutes over Brooks because Brooks just has this weird energy where he plays like overly aggressive defense that like helps the team get engaged. Yeah. Um, and off the bench, you kind of got Melton and I don't know if Levert would want to come come off the bench at this point. I think he feels like he's established himself more. It's an interesting yeah. one. It would certainly give them more scoring because one thing that does happen with the Grizzlies, it hasn't really happened in this stretch without Jar, but they get, stuck and can't score like they often just stand around waiting for jar to do something whereas now when that jar's out there's way more movement and stuff and i don't know whether that's specifically because jar's gone out or they've, or they've gone back to a different scheme but i don't know whether that would make them better right now and i don't think the grizzlies are willing to give up anyone yet so yeah but it's interesting it certainly gives them more of what they need which is scoring so yeah
2: i think um I don't know. I feel like I feel like a bit of a casual on this topic because, like, I honestly like haven't thought about Karis Levert in like, yeah, two seasons. Like, and I don't really like know exactly what he brings to the table anymore. But I um, is
1: yeah. just forgettable, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, just the whole pace's team. Like, just, I don't bit know. Of a shame. Yeah.
1: Um. No. But I. I. I definitely
0: see. I've just. I kind of like went through, and was just, like looking at random teams. I was like, oh, like, could they do with like a wing scorer? That was pretty, that's all the kind of the basis that these teams have kind of... <laughs> um, one of us the... was
1: prepared, is basically what. Jones has done his research, we haven't.
0: So, like, yeah. So, once again, like, yeah. None of these, I think, are, like, a perfect fit or anything. But it's just, like, could they do it with a wing scorer? Yeah, perhaps. Would it be a perfect fit? Unsure. So, that's why we're having this discussion, I guess. The very last one is the only one I've actually got a player to trade back for him. Which I think this could be interesting. If you're the Nuggets, do you trade Michael Porter Jr. for Levert? And also, like, do the Pacers take him back because he's got that fat contract as well? So it's like, there's so much risk. But that's the thing, because it's like there's, both players have an injury history. I'm actually not sure what Levert's contract situation is, but like uh, Michael Porter Jr. now has a massive extension attached to him. So this is like a genuine, very risky play either way. It could, it's, almost feels very like um, John Wall for Russell Westbrook. Kind of like, as in, like, like, it's just so much risk and not necessarily that much upside either way because you don't know what either player is or can be.
1: The Nuggets are kind of losing a bit of height in that scenario and they don't have heaps of wings really. Like, they've got a few guards, but not like a lot of wings. Like, you've got Gordon who can slide up, but he's more of a power forward. Yeah. Where, and then the pace is like, yes, I think that they'd be interested, but it depends how quickly, like, or what their rebuild looks like. Like if it's more of like a retool and they have some guys in mind that want to keep, but it sounds like you want to get rid of everyone, just just tank. It's almost like he would Porter Jr. be ahead of their timeline there in that sense? Like Well, I think you know it's what like I mean? if, they, if they rebuild, I'm they can back. they can work
0: they can work to his timeline. That's true. Because because like, if you give him the ball, like you you genuinely just like say Indiana Paces are now your team and just let him like do yeah, whatever the hell what he wants. Like he could be like insane. Provided health is, you know, not no longer a factor. Like if he gets healthy, surgery's all good. Like he could just ball out.
2: So I was gonna say, like I think in that trade scenario you just brought up, I think either team, like both teams, would rather take Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, the the Nuggets would say no, and the the Pacers would take Michael Porter Jr. Full of it.
0: I look, you're probably right. I'm just gonna kick back and just play the other side for the sake of it. Um, If for like the next. Three years, right? Like, because the thing with the Michael Porter Jr. thing is like, it's genuinely like scary because like back injuries are good, yeah. yeah. like that is like that could be I've a big I've had them before. Ton. Yeah, yeah, and like the version of Michael Porter Jr. we saw this year, where he was like averaging like like I think it was like eleven points a game or something. Like it was quite, dra- like dramatically, um, drastically different to to what he was doing last year and what he was projected to do this year. Like we were talking about him as like a most improved player who could yeah. average like twenty five a game, like eight rebounds, nine rebounds, like three threes a game in kind of situation like as B a force Um but like, do you take the probably lower upside but like the stability of someone like Karis Levert who's going to be able to provide like around 20 points a game in that within that system and could like thrive a- alongside Jokic like so it's like you know Jokic is going to be Jokic if Murray comes back healthy and you also have Levert who's more of a proven asset at this point in terms of winning a title like you actually could do quite well. But that, like, like that, that's the other side. That's
2: no, hard. no, that's, that's fair enough as well.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, so do you, do you prefer the long-term upside, but also the risk of holding on to Michael Porter Jr.? Or do you go for Levert, who could probably be that third-best player? And he might comfortably slot into that third-best role because it's like he, you know, right now you're saying he's been passing less and stuff, which I think like we have kind of seen as well. Um but it's like when you have Jokic in your team, it's like, oh, one, I know I'm getting the ball from him because he's an, a terrific passer who like takes care of his teammates when they cut for him, and when he, they're open, like he'll he'll find you, so you're going to get your shots. And also like he's an MVP, so it's like I'm not, you know, conceding shots to like Sabonis and Brogdon. I'm conceding shots to Jokic, which is yeah. trop- a much easier thing to stomach than
1: Be more yeah, around that system. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an interesting one. But I, I still reckon what Joey said is true. Like I think I just view Porter Jr. is the better player right now. Yep. So but I mean those are the conversations the Pacers are probably having. So yeah.
0: Yep. All right. Anything else on that one? All right. I think we'll then um we'll wrap this episode up then from there. Wait, hold on. Oh no? You got We,
2: more? we we're not discussing um Malcolm Brogdon. Oh we can, yeah. I didn't oh, have any for cool. that's all. Okay, that's fine. I just um, thought he'd, he'd be, like, the most valuable player out of the...
0: It was just on the report, the three names they listed were oh, okay. Sabonis, Turner... Yeah. Um, like, they kind of want to kill Okay,
1: it.
2: okay. Yeah, just keep Which like to
1: that. me, it's weird, because it's, like... Isn't he... Well, I think they could the get the most back... Pl- plug-and-play one. Potentially
2: get the most yeah. back for Brogdon, like... And he'd be the like most... Also, I feel like he'd be the most sought-after as well. Like,
1: These are four good players. Like, how can they not win games? Yeah, no,
2: I mean, like, so
0: weird. Yeah. Oh, I also think we have talked about Brogden trades a lot. He came up in a lot of our trades. Yeah.
2: In we love Brogden and Master on yeah. this podcast. We do. Yeah.
0: They are very <laughs> Maybe diverse. we
2: should be the Indiana Pacers our uh, podcast. <laughs> <We should do. laughs> um Okay, or well, do you guys have any things for Brogden? No, nah, we can wrap it up. We'll wrap it up. All okay. I'm happy with it,
0: yeah. Alright, well, it's been another very fun episode. Um episode sixteen. Thank you. For both of you guys for being here and uh giving us plenty of plenty of juice, plenty of sauce. All right. It's pleasure. All good. Um and yeah, thank you to our listeners for tuning in to episode sixteen of the Up and Down Under Podcast. Please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you guys are listening from. And if you liked what you heard today, please subscribe to our feed and recommend our podcast to your friends. If you've got any suggestions or thoughts from today's episode, feel free to get in contact with us through our email, which is the up and down at gmail.com. Or you know Instagram DMs, um, Twitter DMs, etc. And yeah, join us for, now for our next episode. See you then.